0: Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Wanick, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace.
1: We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God.
0: All these things we strive for and
1: work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us.
0: And now here's Andrew.
1: Welcome to our Thursday's broadcast of the Gospel Truth. Today we are continuing my teaching verse by verse through the book of Proverbs. We're now into Proverbs chapter 30 and verse 6. And this is just about the end of my 13th week of teaching through the book of Proverbs. This has been a major effort, but I really believe that this is what the Lord told me to do. And I see the benefit of this as being just huge. Most people desire God's wisdom. They're asking God for help, and yet they don't go to the Word of God. And the Word of God, especially the book of Proverbs, is written specifically to impart wisdom to help us in our day to day things. And most Christians just honestly are ignorant. OF WHAT THE WORD OF GOD TEACHES. SO I BELIEVE IT IS VERY IMPORTANT TO JUST COVER EVERY SINGLE VERSE IN THE BOOK OF PROVERBS. THERE'S 31 CHAPTERS. WE'RE NOW IN THE 30TH CHAPTER, SO WE'RE NEARING THE END OF THIS. NEXT WEEK, I PLAN ON PROBABLY BEING FINISHED WITH THIS, AND I ENCOURAGE YOU TO PLEASE GET THE MATERIALS THAT WE'RE OFFERING. I HAVE IT IN A BOOK FORM, I mean, this has been quite an effort. There's over 900 verses in the book of Proverbs, and I have written a footnote on every single verse. So we have it in a digital form right here, a little USB drive that you can get all of this right here. We have CDs, DVDs. This is a real blessing. We're nearing the end of the series. I encourage you to please get these materials. SO YESTERDAY, WE ENDED WITH PROVERBS 30, VERSE 5, THAT SAYS, EVERY WORD OF GOD IS PURE. HE IS A SHIELD UNTO THEM THAT PUT THEIR TRUST IN HIM. AND VERSE 6 SAYS, ADD THOU NOT UNTO HIS WORDS, LEST HE REPROVE THEE, AND THOU BE FOUND A LIAR. You know, this is very similar to what's said in Revelation chapter 22, verses 18 and 19, where the Lord said, any person who adds unto the words of this prophecy or takes away from the words of this prophecy, that God will add to them the plagues written in this book or take away their name out of the book of life. In other words, the Word of God is sacred. It's not just the writings of man. It's inspired of God, and we don't need to add to it or take away from it. Oh, that's powerful. And, you know, this is a solemn responsibility that we have as ministers to be able to represent God accurately. Man, this is uh, important. In verse 7, it says, Two things have I required of thee. Deny me them not before I die. And then in the 8th verse, he says, Remove far from me vanity and lies. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with food convenient for me. Lest I be full and deny Thee and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal and take the name of my God in vain. So the writer here in uh, chapter 30 is saying there's two things he's desiring of the Lord. The first one is about removing vanity and lies. Vanity is just talking about you know uh, foolishness, things that are no value, no eternal value, just being occupied with worthless, foolish, uh, vain things. AND WE DON'T NEED TO LIVE OUR LIFE BASED AROUND VANITY. BOY, I TELL YOU, SO MUCH OF OUR MODERN-DAY SOCIETY IS JUST ABSOLUTE VANITY. IT WOULD FIT INTO THAT CATEGORY, AND HE SAYS, REMOVE FROM ME VANITY AND LIES. AND THEN THE SECOND THING WAS HE DIDN'T WANT POVERTY OR EXCESSIVE RICHES. AND HE GIVES THE REASON IN THE NINTH VERSE, BECAUSE IF YOU HAVE TOO MUCH, YOU GET FULL AND YOU DON'T REALIZE YOUR NEED FOR GOD and if you're too poor, well then you go out and steal and maybe curse God because you are just driven and compelled by the needs that you have. So what we need is not excessive wealth or extreme poverty. We just need to be content with what we have. Now this could be misconstrued against people having a lot of money, but some of the greatest people in the Bible are people that were very rich. David is an example. I just got through studying a, a night or two ago about how he gave over $2 billion worth of gold and silver from his own personal bank account. And this is after he had given over $50 billion worth of gold and silver for the building of the temple out of his uh, you know, kingly treasury or his uh, state treasury, nas- national uh, account. And anyway, he was, he was filthy, stinking, dirty, rich, and God blessed him. There is nothing wrong with prosperity, but there are dangers associated with it, and that's what the writer is talking about. And, and I believe that there is wisdom in just living a uh, life where your needs are meant, but not where you go out and try and indulge every single lust and desire that you have. There is wisdom in this, and that's what's being portrayed right here. I believe that the American dream basically is get all you can, can all you get, and then sit on your can, and that goes against what's being said right here. It's not about you. The reason that we ought to prosper is, yes, to meet our needs, but it ought to be beyond that. Our goal ought to be to be able to be a blessing to other people, as it says in Ephesians 4, 28, don't lie. AND STEAL any more, BUT RATHER WORK WITH YOUR HANDS THAT YOU MAY HAVE TO GIVE TO HIM THAT NEEDS. THE REASON YOU WORK IS SO THAT YOU CAN GIVE, SO THAT YOU CAN BE A BLESSING. AS IT SAYS IN 2 CORINTHIANS CHAPTER 9 VERSE 8, THAT GOD IS ABLE TO MAKE ALL GRACE ABOUND TOWARDS YOU, THAT YOU ALWAYS, HAVING ALL SUFFICIENCY IN ALL THINGS, MAY ABOUND UNTO EVERY GOOD WORK. THE REASON you, HE MAKES ALL THIS GRACE ABOUND TOWARDS US IS NOT JUST SO THAT WE CAN HAVE, BUT SO THAT WE CAN ABOUND UNTO EVERY GOOD WORK, SO THAT WE WILL HAVE THE RESOURCES TO ACCOMPLISH WHAT GOD IS LEADING US TO DO AND TO BE A BLESSING TO OTHER PEOPLE. IN VERSE 10, IT SAYS, ACCUSE NOT A SERVANT UNTO HIS MASTER, LEST HE CURSE THEE AND thou BE FOUND GUILTY. YOU KNOW, THIS IS NOT SAYING THAT YOU CAN'T ACCUSE A SERVANT TO HIS MASTER. WHAT IT IS IS A WARNING. Now, the way it's stated, you could take it as saying this is a prohibition on doing it. And yet I believe if some of the verses that we've already talked about, that if you see a thief doing something and if you don't reveal it and stand up, then you're guilty by association. You are counted as an accomplice. And there's many things that would say that, you know, there are times that you must uh, report and say what's going on. So I don't believe that this is a prohibition on it. But what it's doing, it's a warning to be careful because if you accuse a servant to his master and then you found are found out to be inaccurate, you have just ruined your relationship with them. So it's just a warning that when you have uh, people that are in relationship with each other and you have something that could potentially criticize one of those in the eyes of the other and stuff, you need to be very sure. You need to make sure that if you are going to say something that you are 100% accurate. And we could make a lot of applications to this, but you know, in uh, our world today, there's people that just throw accusations, they say things, they don't know what they're talking about, they don't research it. You know, I mentioned this on our program yesterday, but we've had some criticism locally against our Carious Bible College, and there are things that they don't know what they're talking about. And they just hear somebody say something and they make this accusation. That is going against what these verses say. There are times that we have to speak up and say something if there is something wrong being done and it needs to be brought to the light. But you just need to be careful about it. Boy, this is something that would apply to you today as you go about your job and everything that you do. You need to make sure that if you are going to say something about a person that it needs to be accurate. There is a warning here. Don't do it because you could be found to be guilty and it could wind up coming back on you. In verse 11... It says, there is a generation that curseth their father and doth not bless their mother. And the next few verses go together, so let me read it. It says, there is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. There is a generation, oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. There is a generation whose teeth are as swords and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. So all of these verses go together and I don't believe that this is just talking about a single generation. These things that are being criticized right here are things that have happened throughout history. And I, I don't believe it's limited to just one period of time. It's just talking about that there are groups of people THAT CURSE THEIR FATHER AND MOTHER AND DO NOT BLESS THEM. YOU KNOW, IN THE END times, 2ND TIMOTHY, CHAPTER 3, VERSES 1 THROUGH 5, LIST, uh, I THINK IT'S 16 THINGS THAT ARE GOING TO BE CHARACTERISTIC OF THE END DAYS. I'M NOT GOING TO PREACH ON THAT RIGHT NOW, BUT YOU OUGHT TO GO LOOK THAT UP. 2ND TIMOTHY, CHAPTER 3, VERSES 1 THROUGH 5. AND ONE OF THOSE THINGS THAT'S LISTED THAT IS GOING TO BE A SIGN OF THE END TIMES IS THAT THEY WILL BE DISOBEDIENT TO PARENTS. AND I DON'T THINK THERE'S A PERSON WATCHING THIS THAT WOULDN'T RECOGNIZE THAT THE WAY PARENT-CHILD RELATIONSHIP IS TODAY AND THE LACK OF RESPECT FOR CHILDREN TOWARDS PARENTS IS MUCH WORSE NOW THAN it, is, IT HAS EVER BEEN IN MY LIFETIME. I GUARANTEE YOU, I SEE THINGS BEING DONE TODAY AND THINGS THAT ARE BASICALLY ESTABLISHED AS NORM THAT IF I WOULD HAVE ACTED THAT WAY, I'D HAVE GOT WHOOPED. Boy, I GUARANTEE YOU, IT'S NOT THE WAY THAT I WAS RAISED. YOU HAD TO SHOW SOME RESPECT TOWARDS YOUR PARENTS. AND TODAY THERE'S NOT THAT SAME LEVEL OF RESPECT. AND THAT'S WHAT THIS IS TALKING ABOUT. IT'S A SIGN OF THE END TIMES. MATTER OF FACT, IN THE OLD TESTAMENT, IT SAID THAT IF A CHILD CURSED THEIR FATHER OR A MOTHER, THAT THEY WERE TO CORRECT THEM. BUT IF THEY DID IT AGAIN, THAT THE PARENTS WERE TO BRING THEM TO THE ELDERS OF THE CITY, AND THE ELDERS WOULD EVALUATE THIS, AND IF THE CHILD WAS UNREPENTANT, YOU HAD TO STONE THAT CHILD TO DEATH. LEVITICUS CHAPTER 20 VERSE 9, DEUTERONOMY CHAPTER 21 VERSES 20 AND 21. THAT WAS THE OLD TESTAMENT STANDARD. NOW PRAISE GOD FOR THE NEW TESTAMENT. IT SAYS IN ACTS 13:39 that under this new covenant we can be cleansed from all things from which we cannot be cleansed under the old covenant. So in the New Testament, we do not stone our children to death for showing lack of response. You know, the reasons for this is because in the old covenant, this rebellion, it shows us in 1 Samuel chapter 15, it says that rebellion is as uh, witchcraft and stubbornness AS INIQUITY AND IDOLATRY. AND REBELLION WAS LIKE INIQUITY AND WITCHCRAFT. IT WAS DEMONIC. AND ONCE A PERSON IN THE OLD COVENANT GAVE THEMSELF OVER TO DEMONS, YOU COULDN'T BE DELIVERED. WE DIDN'T HAVE THE SAME ATONEMENT IN THE OLD COVENANT THAT WE HAVE TODAY, BUT NOW WITH JESUS, ACTS 13:39 SAYS WE CAN BE CLEANSED AND DELIVERED FROM EVERYTHING FROM WHICH WE COULD NOT BE CLEANSED UNDER THE OLD COVENANT. THE NEW COVENANT IS SUPERIOR. AND SO TODAY, YOU KNOW, REBELLION OF CHILDREN TOWARDS PARENTS IS STILL WITCHCRAFT AND INIQUITY. IT'S STILL DEMONIC. It is not just normal. It is not just natural. It is demonic. But through Jesus, we can be delivered. And so we don't kill our children. I'm not advocating that. But I am saying that the rebellion is still just as bad. And this is what this is talking about. Cursing your father and mother is a terrible thing. And praise God for Jesus, you can be forgiven of it. But it is a inroad of Satan into your life. And it needs to be stopped. In verse 12, it says, There is a generation that are pure in their own eyes and yet is not washed from their filthiness. Boy, this sounds just like you're talking about people today. Did you know that most of the people that we see on our TV, on our uh, movies, in our magazines and things like this are people that are ungodly? THEY HAVE REJECTED ALL STANDARDS OF MORALITY. THEY'RE SHACKING UP WITH PEOPLE. THEY'RE HAVING CHILDREN OUT OF WEDLOCK. THEY'RE ADVOCATING POSITIONS. Uh, WE'VE GOT PEOPLE TODAY HOLDING PARADES AND BRAGGING ABOUT HOMOSEXUALITY AND THINGS LIKE THIS THAT IS AN ABSOLUTE ABOMINATION TO GOD. Now, AGAIN, GOD LOVES THE PERSON, BUT THAT SIN IS JUST TERRIBLE BECAUSE IT DESTROYS LIVES. IT IS NOT THE WAY THAT GOD MADE US TO BE. IT IS A DEMONIC PERVERSION. And this is just exactly what this is talking about. They are pure in their own eyes. They say, where is nothing wrong? We are totally holy. And yet they aren't washed from their filthiness. Someday we're going to stand before God. And I guarantee you all this political correctness stuff is going to be over with. And when people stand before God, they aren't going to be holding parades. They aren't going to be putting on these banners and all of their statements and Stuff And I guarantee you there's going to be some weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. We need to repent of it today. But in this generation, there are people that are pure in their eyes. They, they are their own standard. They have established new norms of morality. And I guarantee you, regardless of what they say or how many people agree with them, God's word is truth. In verse 13, there is a generation. Oh, how lofty are their eyes and their eyelids are lifted up. Boy, again, very descriptive of our generation. People just thinking that they are it. They, they know more than all of the uh, other people that have lived in history. They reject the lessons of history. They look back and see the corruption that comes into nations and how it destroys them, and they just ignore all of this. They are lofty in their own eyes. They're following their own instructions. In verse 14, there is a generation whose teeth are as swords, and their jaw teeth as knives to devour the poor from off the earth and the needy from among men. You know, this generation that he's talking about are vicious with their words. There are some people who will criticize me over the things that I've just said, countering some of the norms in our society. And they will sit there and they will call me a bigot and they will call me hate speech and all of these kind of things. And yet... I'm saying these things in love. I can show you by my actions the way I've dealt with people that I know, friends of mine who've struggled with homosexuality, with all of these forms of immorality and things like this. And I have loved them and I've dealt with them. And yet they will use their words like knives, like swords. And they will sit there and say, you're intolerant. And yet I guarantee you they are the ones who are intolerant. There is no mercy. There is no kindness. There is no compassion. I TELL YOU, OUR IMMORAL MAJORITY TODAY ARE VICIOUS. THIS POLITICAL CORRECTNESS IS VICIOUS, AND THIS IS WHAT THIS IS TALKING ABOUT, AND I GUARANTEE YOU THE LORD IS GOING TO SET THESE THINGS STRAIGHT. IN VERSE 15, IT SAYS, THE HORSE leech HATH TWO DAUGHTERS CRYING, GIVE, GIVE. THERE ARE THREE THINGS THAT ARE NEVER SATISFIED, YEA, FOUR THINGS, SAY NOT, IT IS ENOUGH. You know, this is, I think, a good illustration because when you use a leech as an example, and a leech is a little animal that just sucks the blood, sucks the life out of a person. It's not giving. There is nothing positive that they do. They just, everything is being sucked towards them. And this is descriptive of so many people today. They're just like leeches. It's all about themselves. You know, again, I am, I'm not in, um, Unconcerned or lack compassion towards people with disabilities and things like that. But there are people today that are using their disability and things, and they make society pay big bucks to accommodate them. It's all about themselves. Now, I think that we ought to be able to have compassion on people and people that, you know, have disabilities like in a wheelchair or other types of disabilities that out of love and compassion, we ought to help these people. But just for those people to sit there and demand that the whole world serve them and accommodate and adjust towards them, it's a wrong attitude. It's like a leech. They're just, everything is all about them. They don't give anything. And this is what it's saying. This horse leech hath two daughters crying, give, give. It's just all about give to me, give to me. There's people that think that they're the center of the universe and everybody owes them something. You know the Message Bible translates this uh, this way. It says, "A leech hath twin daughters named Gimme and Gimme More. Three things are never satisfied. No, there are four that never say that's enough. Thank you. These four things are listed in the next verse, and and that's just exactly the way that some people are. They're just it's all about them. There are many people that it is all about them. They don't see a responsibility to give to bless anybody." In the next few verses, it lists these four things that he had mentioned in the 15th verse. In the 16th verse, here's the list of the four things. The four things that are never satisfied, that never say it's enough, are the grave, the barren womb, the earth that is not filled with water, and the fire that saith it is not enough. So when it talks about the grave, this is talking about that death is never satisfied. Every single one of us, unless the Lord comes back in our lifetime, is going to die. And the grave had, always has room for more. There, Every single one of us is going to have to die someday. The barren womb is something that he says just never has enough. It seems like that. I've seen people just devastated by uh, not being able to have children. People that uh, have gone through drought, it says the earth that is not filled with water. Boy, that is a devastating thing. And the fire that saith it is not enough. IN VERSE 17, IT SAYS, THE EYE THAT MOCKETH AT HIS FATHER AND DESPISETH TO OBEY HIS MOTHER, THE RAVENS OF THE VALLEY SHALL PLUCK IT OUT, AND THE YOUNG EAGLES SHALL EAT IT. THIS GOES ALONG WITH THE VERSE THAT WE WERE READING JUST A MOMENT AGO ABOUT CURSING YOUR FATHER AND MOTHER AND THINGS LIKE THIS. THERE ARE MANY SCRIPTURES IN THE BOOK OF PROVERBS THAT TALK ABOUT HONORING YOUR FATHER AND MOTHER. MATTER OF FACT, IN PROVERBS CHAPTER 1, WHERE WE STARTED, HE LISTS WHAT THE PURPOSE OF THE BOOK OF PROVERBS IS, THE BENEFIT THAT'S GOING TO COME, AND THEN THE VERY FIRST PROVERB THAT HE GIVES IS ABOUT HONORING YOUR FATHER AND MOTHER, ABOUT OBEYING THEM, LISTENING TO THEIR VOICE. AND THIS IS SOMETHING THAT IS IN EPIDEMIC PROPORTIONS TODAY, THAT PEOPLE HAVE GROWN UP JUST LIVING IN REBELLION And then as they get out on their own and have their own family, they may have modified it so that they can function and uh, get along in society. But there are people that still have those seeds and those roots of rebellion in their heart. And I guarantee you, it is a terrible, terrible thing. This is saying that if you mock your father and mother and despise to obey them, that the ravens of the valley shall pluck out your eye and the young eagles shall eat it. Man, what a terrible statement, and some people think, well, I don't believe that. It may not happen exactly these ways by the ravens plucking at your eyes and the eagles eating it, but but the destruction, the tragedy, the heartbreak that comes as a result is true. This is a proverb that is just like an established principle in the Word of God that you cannot live a rebellious life and prosper. In verse 18, there be three things which are too wonderful for me, yea, four for which I know not. And then in the next verses here, he says, the way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with the maid. And, you know, we could spend a lot more time. I'm just about out of time on today's program, but these are amazing. I have... Out where I live, we have eagles, and I often sit and watch them just float and not even flap their wings, just ride the thermals. I've seen a serpent on a rock and and how they get along without having feet and how they still propel themselves and all of these things. The way of a ship in the midst of a sea and the way of a man with a maid. He's just amazed by these things. And one of the things that we can gain from this is that, you know what, you can look in nature... AND IF YOU WOULD THINK ABOUT IT, YOU CAN SEE GOD. YOU CAN SEE THE AWESOMENESS OF GOD AND HOW GOD HAS MADE THIS CREATION. AS IT SAYS IN PSALMS CHAPTER 19, THE HEAVENS DECLARE THE GLORY OF GOD, THE FIRMAMENT SHOWS HIS handiwork. DAY UNTO DAY UTTERS SPEECH, NIGHT UNTO NIGHT SHOWETH KNOWLEDGE. THERE IS NO LANGUAGE SPEECH WHERE THIS HAS NOT BEEN SHOWN. GOD IS SPEAKING DAILY TO EVERY SINGLE ONE OF US IF WE WOULD LISTEN. I ENCOURAGE YOU TODAY to just look around. And if you would look with an open heart, God would speak to you even through the creation.
2: I was arrested for first-degree murder, two attempted first-degree murders in 1993. They ran my time concurrent, which means put the time together. So I did seven years and three months in prison. While I was in prison, I had a brother in the Lord introduce me to Andrew Wormick, to one of his cassette tapes. So I got excited about that and started studying and it brought a lot of balance to the things I heard and I was just so excited that I could get these tapes for free. This is my treasure from all the partners uh, from when I first got introduced to Andrew Wormick and then uh, all the video, of the months I was getting once I got out of prison, I just continued to uh, get them and this time I wasn't getting them for free, I was paying for them because I had a job, I was out of prison, thank God. As soon as I got out, I started doing prison ministry, going back into the prisons. I just wanna thank really everyone that gave to the ministry, all the partners, which now I am a partner, to get the teachings to me to bring balance in my life. I started my own business. I went from five people to 60 people. Uh, I realized I can't run a business by myself. I need people I could count on. Same thing with the ministry. Andrew Warmer doesn't do it by himself. He needs the people that are involved, the partners that involved, to be able to do what he does at such large scale.
1: Partners, I want to say thank you for helping me to reach out and touch Gerardo. He could not have gotten these tapes if it hadn't been for our partners. If you aren't a partner, I'd like to encourage you to become one today. I'd like to invite you to come to our 2019 Men's Advance. I'm going to have back James Brown and Tony Dungy. And these guys are just awesome. They've been with me the last year or two, and we have had a wonderful time. This is also the first time we will have used our brand-new auditorium for the Men's Advance, and guarantee you the ministry of myself, James Brown, and Tony Dungy will be great. Remember, that's March the 14th through the 16th at the sanctuary in Woodland Park.
0: We trust your growing in wisdom as you study along with Andrew through the book of Proverbs. You can get the entire series that covers all 31 chapters of Proverbs in a CD or DVD album for a gift of any amount when you contact us. If you'd like to enhance your study, make sure to get a copy of Andrew's brand new hardcover book on Proverbs that includes all of his personal study notes and commentary on hundreds of verses. This book is available for a gift of any amount. Or if you prefer, you can get this book in the Proverbs gift set, which also includes a leather bound journal, as well as a pen, so you can chronicle your journey as you study through Proverbs with Andrew.
1: I am really excited to share with you something that we've never done before. This is an 800 page book that I've put out, studying verse by verse through the book of Proverbs and this is a whole set that goes along with it. We've got this little uh, cover right here that says Proverbs, timeless teaching for a life of blessing. And then we've got this little notepad that goes with it. All of this was engraved by my son that was raised from the dead.
0: This Proverbs gift set is a limited time offer and is a great idea for friends or family. Order it today for only $65 while supplies last. If you'd like to receive all of Andrew's available resources on Proverbs, make sure to order the Proverbs package. This package has a catalog value of $235, but you can get it for just $199. Contact us to order the Proverbs package today. The 16th audio teaching in today's series is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this 16th CD free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download many free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of March, Andrew will be at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park, Colorado for the annual Karis Bible College Men's Advance with special guest Tony Dungy, NFL Hall of Fame and Super Bowl winning coach, and James Brown, Emmy Award winning broadcaster on the CBS and NFL networks. Also at the Sanctuary in March, Andrew will be hosting the Army Conference for Ministers with special guests, retired Lieutenant General Jerry Boykin, Representative Bob McEwen, Dr. Barry Burns, and Barry Bennett. In April, Andrew will be back at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park for the annual Karis Bible College Campus Days and also to host the new musical, David, the King of Jerusalem. Also at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park, Andrew will be hosting a special concert with John Tesh. For more details on Andrew's next meeting in your area, visit our website at awmi.net.